Hello everyone, this is Persephone Jam, your host of the most, and welcome back to the Candy for Trees podcast. To be honest, I don't really know what we're going to talk about today, but what I do know is that we're going to have a lot of fun. If you hear music in the background, that's because my husband and probably my housemates are watching YouTube, which is cool, but I have stuff to do in here, so I'm going to chill out in here. And I'm glad that you're taking the time to tune in with me and chill out. So, we talked a little last time about what motivates people, what motivates characters, what motivates a story. And I'd like to dig a little bit deeper into that for the first part of this episode. So, let's ask ourselves a question. Like, what motivates you? For a lot of people, it could be love, it could be money, it could be family, it could be friends. And I honestly think it comes down to one question. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Now, for some, that might not be much. But for others, people with a sort of purpose, they get out of bed for many reasons. Like, I don't have a huge purpose right now, but making this podcast and tending to my plants in my garden and visiting with my husband, spending time with him, talking to my friends all around the world, that gives me purpose. Now, there are times when I lose sight of that motivation, and that's horribly sad, but it's always easier to focus on the negative things, I think. Easier to focus on the negative things and the positive things in life. And that's difficult, because... If we turn our blind eye to the positive things, we'll never get anywhere. And I don't want to sound like this toxic positivity human because I know those people are out there. But in my life, I've found that I do focus a lot on the negative side of things. And that's something that I actively want to fix. Now, I have a friend who introduced me to a term called the ta-da list or ta-da, ta-da, ta-da to-do list, where basically you make a list of your accomplishments every day, and I want to start doing that more, because that makes me happy. That's something that I can sit down and catalog and say, I did this today. I did that today. And even if it's the worst day in the world, I can always try and find something that I did. So today's to-do list is including, but not limited to, includes, but is not limited to, I cleaned the kitchen. Woo! It looks pretty nice, actually. I drank a lot of water, about a gallon at this point. Let me drink some more right now. And that's me drinking water. So I'm actually really proud of myself. I drink about a gallon a day. And that's awesome to me because... I used to not drink a lot of water at all, and by used to, I mean about last week. And so, like, it's important to me to drink a lot of water because I have chronic hives. And the only way to make these chronic hives go skittering back to their hidey hole is to drink around a gallon of water a day. And so I I like to add that to my to-do list. I'm hive-free for the most part today and have spent very little time scratching at the hives that I do have. And so that makes me very happy as well. Another thing, I spoke with friends today. 
I got out of the house today. I hung out with my plants today, just stuff like that. And maybe this is not an accomplishment per se, but I did see a whole bunch of baby chamomile plants. And my mom, shout out to her, got me a tiny mail truck. It's adorable. So there's that. And I love her a lot. And I'm really happy with the mail truck. Now, you might be wondering what in the world a mail truck has to do with anything. So, a mail truck for me is a symbol of almost hope and humor. Because in 2015, yeah, 2015, I ended up driving around town, my old town, to go to work. And a lot of times I'd get super discouraged because it was a bad time in my life. And then I would essentially just go around and hunt for mail trucks. Because I knew that in my town, mail trucks do not travel alone. They end up going in packs almost. And then they're able to, then I'm able to just follow the string of them because you never see just one. And that has made me laugh for years. Like years and years and years. It's been about four years now that this cracks me up. And so my mom apparently was hunting through the USPS catalog and found this tiny mail truck and sent it to me. And the best part is you can open up the mail truck and from the back, like an actual like package delivery person, and you can open it up and you can theoretically stick very, very, very tiny packages in there. And that makes me amazingly happy. So I'm gonna add that to my ta-da slash happy list. And um, another thing that made me happy was I, I think I listened to all of Andrew Bird's My Finest Work Yet album, and I kind of want to do a cover of it all, but I can't play violin, and that sucks. But that um, makes me happy because Andrew Bird is a very, very good songwriter. I love listening to Andrew Bird, and his violin playing is top-notch. So Andrew Bird, if you're listening to this, kudos to you. Good work, Andrew Bird. And so I love listening to music like that. And I believe I listened to one of my favorite songs today, a song called Salt by Bad Sons. Again, Bad Sons. If you're listening, you guys are amazing. And Salt is my favorite, probably of all time. And the reason why I like Salt so much is because I relate to it. I relate to it a lot. Now, why do I relate to Salt, you may ask? What's a song called Salt got to do with anything? So, this song is very, very special to me because the opening lines are something like Stuck inside the wrong frame. Don't feel attached to this name. How do I grasp reality when I don't have an identity? And that just really hit me right in the feels because... At the time that I was listening to it, I was struggling with who I was, both as far as gender and as far as just who I was as a person, because I wasn't in a really great environment then, and I didn't really have space to be myself. So as hard as that was to admit, it led me to a lot of self-discovery. And around this time, I recorded my album Mago, 
which I believe, without counting the many albums that I did, it was my seventh. My seventh album. And I called it Album 7 for a while before I had the title for it. And it was originally going to be three albums, Mago, Morris, and C. And it ended up just being Mago, because I compiled the best songs from what would have been all three of them and made them into one album. But in many ways... Mago is like the encapsulation of that self-discovery. And that means a lot to me because it's... My albums kind of have a tradition of being a cry of pain preserved in song in many ways. And I'm very, very proud of this one because it's raw and real. One of my favorite songs on the album, Convict, goes... The second verse goes like, Am I a reduction to how people see me? Are these my thoughts, or am I just crazy? Am I to walk the earth like a convict, branded for the way God made me? And I can tell that that hits people because they've come up to me and said, that's real. That is real. And that that is very special to me because... I've always wanted my songs to touch people, but this is my that was probably one of my most real songs that I've ever written. And you get a lot of that like real nature coming out on Mago. And I'm probably going to end up talking about Mago a lot, just like I'm probably going to end up rambling about my play a lot. And so I will definitely put spoilers in the description as like a tag or something whenever I start talking about play spoilers. So that way I'll probably say like, oh, play spoilers at around minute 10, minute second 30. And then you'll know. So I'll be like, skip to such and such minute then. So you get the point. Uh, Enough rambling on that. But anyway, Mago and two albums before it, A Stranger Who Listened, which was released in 2016, Primrose Path, which was released in 2017, and this album, Mago, were kind of a trilogy of albums accidentally that I released in almost sequence, because there are a few albums between each of them, but they deal thematically with very similar things. And so, they, like, A Stranger Who Listened is very, very interesting. I listened back to all of it today, I think shortly after I made the first episode. And it's interesting to me because there are lines like, what if I'm scared of falling too far that the old me can't catch up? And then on Primrose Path, it's like, like, um... I've gone from atheist to Mormon to Methodist, and I'm still not sure which one's the best. But now that I'm back on the middle path, there's a question I've got to ask. Is there a true road, or just a road for me? And I love that. I love those songs. And then pair that with Convict, things like Convict on Mago. And there's another one that I really love called Best Dress. The night wears her best dress at 1 a.m., and I write my best songs about tarnishing families at 2. And so, the stuff like that really sticks out to me. I wore my best dress to the party, and that was how they saw and knew me. 
or so it seemed. And so it's basically talking about who I really am. Now, for years, I have struggled with, I don't even want to say it's a struggle anymore, because it's more of a, more reached a point of self-acceptance, where I'm able to sit down and say, this is who I am, as far as like gender goes, because I know that I'm not really who people told me I was growing up. I know I'm a little different than that. And because I, I, I feel kind of like gender-wise, if you were to put it on a dartboard, if you were to put it on a dartboard, I feel like I would be with man, with like male, female, man, woman on either side. I'd be somewhere with, if man is left and woman is right, I'd be somewhere high center and slightly to the left because... Sometimes I just don't feel any attachment to, like, the gender part of my identity at all. And then other times it just kind of goes to one side or the other. But for the most part, it's neutral. And so that's been an interesting part of my life for the last few years. And a lot of people in my community, the transgender non-binary community, end up, like, some people end up having this experience called gender dysphoria. I really don't. For the most part, whenever I am in touch with my, that part of me, it's euphoria. Like, I'm happy. I'm glad to be where I am. I'm glad to be who I am. And even if people don't recognize that on the outside, it's here on the inside. And that's important and almost sacred. So, where does that lead us? I guess onward and upward. Because it's important to me that I keep exploring. And I want to leave y'all with a song. So 
choose from so many paths to the kingdom which of them go astray which go This is a race with no clear winner So many paths to choose from So many paths to the kingdom But which of them go astray Which go astray